Welcome back. It's another week. It's another episode. It's Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, joined by some familiar faces for you guys here in Cincinnati, maybe some familiar names, definitely a familiar place. We are at Mad Tree for the Untapped Seven Cities Tour. I would have got the Seven Cities National Tour. I mean, yeah. you've got a hell of a week ahead of you. I know. It's only day two. <laughs> I'm, I'm joined by... Chris from Have a Drink Show. Howdy, I guess howdy. I guess at this point you are kind of a an almost regular on the show. I don't know how many appearances you've Quasi got. Quasi regular. I, there's a lot of people above me on the count. <laughs> um, there's a couple people that uh, have logged some pretty impressive numbers on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to beat. But um, Mike, the brew professor. Do, do we yes. still call you the brew professor? Sure. It's a great <laughs> name. Just for all time's sake. I really enjoy that. <laughs> um, from Mad Tree, of course, we're going to talk about a few things that you guys have going on here. Some, some fun little rumors that I've heard and things like that. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to peck at you and see what I can get out of you. And then, of course, the celebrity in our midst. I don't know about that. Well, you've got what? What do you say? Nine seconds on Man vs. Food? Is yeah, that? I, I do have nine <laughs> seconds on Man vs. Food. And if that makes me a celebrity, then you're able to say that. That's more than anybody else at this table. Uh, I, so, Well, they had to take that take about seven different times. That's the real hidden secret about that. Greg yeah. Avola from uh, Untapped. Um, is it still 50% of the employees of Untapped, or have you guys hired anybody else at this point? We are actually 85 employees. So Seriously? Yeah, yes, we are. Lord. Oh, it used to be about two with myself and right. my co-founder, It was that Tim. way for a long time. It was, yeah. We did it part-time for about five years. So we started in 2010, and then we merged with another company in 2015 that allowed us to right, go right, full-time right. on it. So then from there, we've scaled up our, our, our team and stuff like that. So it, every time I say that number, everyone's like, <laughs> right. blowing, you know, so well, you know, and, and we're going to kind of just jump right into it. We, sure. you know, Untapped has been this meteoric growth like that from the beginning. It was just the numbers just grew and grew and grew. And mm-hmm. um, I was at one of our local beer bars the other night, and I was talking to someone. He's like, well, "What do I do now? You know, I, you know, how do you figure out ratings on beers? How do you figure out what beers are good and everything?" And he's like, <laughs> "Do you use you know Beer Advocate, Rate Beer, Untapped?" And I'm like, "Untapped, like hands down at this mm-hmm. point." so many people on it it's really easy to get on and if you want to rate beers which we'll talk about that yeah. <laughs> um, it's really easy to do really fast quickly you can share with your friends and then yeah. put your phone down and go back to the beer yeah whereas you can't necessarily do that with some of the other places so yeah. um where did this idea come from? Yeah, the whole idea started back in 2010. Uh, we were actually, my co-founder Tim and I, he's from California, I'm from New York. Uh, we wanted to be able to share what we were doing at certain locations. So, you know, we, wanted, we went to a bar. I wanted to know what he was drinking. He wanted to know what I was drinking. But in real time, like you mentioned, those other sites out there, the real-time nature wasn't a thing for those uh, particular sites. So we wanted to create this real-time notion of, of drinking socially. And we're all doing it at the brewery today. We've done it at bars. We drink socially, but we don't do that in an online fashion. So we took that same concept of this online experience of drinking and brought it into the community of what's happening. So we've been coined many things like the Facebook of beer, the Foursquare of beer. I think think we're just a a social network that allows you to share in real time and get recommendations. That's really the key thing that we're trying to educate the the, the customer or the user about what's out there. And a lot of times you go to a bar and you see a a tap list. Even the one here in Mad Tree, there's a lot of beer here. How are you going to be able to make that decision? We want to help you facilitate to make it easier. Well, and you know, it, it, in any given day, especially a place like Madri, you've got this, you know, you've got the Brewer Series, I think is what you guys call it, where yep. it's just constantly yeah. these rotating tap room only things that just, just pop on, 
I, I don't know what's on top. Somebody asked me what's on on top of a mattress right now. I, I'd have to look it up. I'm not going to lie. I used to say, I, I go look at myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give away all my secrets when people send me a Twitter <laughs> yeah. message and say, hey, what, what's good right now? Then I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on top and I'm looking because I don't know what's on right now. I mean, you go to a brewery and you have an opportunity to talk to some of the bartenders that are knowledgeable about the beers that they make, right? But say you go to a bar and you don't exactly know. They don't really know 100% what it is. You do need that extra help to kind of get you the right direction. I mean, you know, I remember when India uh, IPA session beers just came out there wasn't really a clear definition of what it was sometimes you go to a brewery and be like yeah six uh, percent session beers like that's like an ipa right like why is it a session <laughs> you know so like that's what you have that uh extra like leg to help you figure out exactly what what's going on with it where does it where does where does the idea kind of grow from from here i mean you guys have you guys have done a really great job to Thank getting you. it to where i think the idea was you know to, to be able to share things really fast with mm-hmm. your friends see what's on tap you know that kind of stuff where does it go? Yeah, I mean, this past year in 2015, we launched our, our business products, which Madtree has, which allows customers and to update their menus for their actual uh, establishments and put digital boards and print menus in their works and basically use Untapped as a, as a community to alert when uh, beers come on draft. That's my favorite feature. So actually, we want to do from day one of, of providing real-time tap lists that are uh, sensitive enough to know like I want this beer or I want the venue and be able to alert me when it's available. And that's kind of where we've expanded and will continue to expand for. Um, there's not many opportunities in life that you develop an app for drunk people, but really <laughs> that's what we're doing. And, uh, and you know, we really have to, to spend a lot of time with flows and user experience because, you know, after a few, you don't. That's why there's big yellow buttons everywhere. I mean, there's a reason for everything, folks. It's, it's uh, brilliant. You know, so, you know, we have to really kind of figure out. We were really big in the community of, of listening for feedback. It's an incredible, important part of what we do, just like it is for any brewery out there. Um, so we really take that to heart, and we try to add in more features that users want, and that helps us build out our product line so that it's more usable by the community. And, and, the, and education is our biggest platform that we've been working on last year. We've added in style guides into Untapped. You can read detailed style descriptions about what you're drinking. We want to give the person the understanding that if they get a sour beer, it's not just because it's a bad beer because it doesn't taste like a beer. It, it's supposed to taste like that and that's our duty as well to give that education back to the customer as well so so that and that's that's kind of a good segue into something that i've heard a lot of the gripes about untapped being where i um, I knew you were gonna say that's why i led you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know somebody jumps on untapped and they picked up a a sour beer you know something that you know big ipa or something and that's not necessarily their beer and they jump on one star Mm -hmm. half a star now i think you know how do, how is that kind of is it wrong to not rate my beers just yes. to prevent all that? <laughs> well, I, to, to be honest with you, uh, you know my my goal of Untapped, and I think the users too, is to explore new things. That's the whole point of our badge system, and why we want you to try different things. Now, it's totally possible that you don't like a style. And my recommendation to people out there that are listening that do that is maybe just don't rate that beer. If it's not something that you that, that you enjoy from a style or know what it's supposed to taste like, perhaps you don't add a rating to it. You can still mark it that you had it. You can put a review that you know for next time. Um, but I always do that for my Myself. I'm not a huge sour person, believe it or not, which I know that I'm going to get crapped on all over the place <laughs> with that comment. Um, I'm just not a sour person. I'll try a few sours, but I'm not going to rate them the same way that a person like my wife loves sour. So that's kind of my recommendation. It's hard because we're dealing with a, a gambit of, of people that love beer. We have the people that are really big into beer that are, are uh, you know, Cicerone level stuff. And then we have new people that are just starting off. And we do want to create an experience for all types of people. It's difficult, um, but I think through education, 
education of the style that we want to push on hopefully gives you an understanding of what that beer is supposed to taste like. I just, you know, we get into a lot of trouble sometimes when people say, well, this is a gold medal beer. This means that it needs to be five stars all the time. That doesn't necessarily mean it's always a five-star beer. So giving the user the ability to kind of put their thoughts in there is really important, but understanding how it's supposed to taste is on ours to kind of help that process through. It's it- it's interesting to me because because when, when I look at the, the the untapped ratings, to me it, it it it's very different than you know the rate beers or things mm-hmm. like that in the past used to be where it was this is what the style is supposed to taste like this yeah. is what the beer tastes like and here's the rating based on that and to me untapped is this different kind of animal where it's not necessarily where it fits into this this it's it's different right because I, th- I think what it comes down to is that we're our, our audience is different than other sites and stuff like that so we we are a social network that is like a facebook so you have people that are just going on there and enjoying that facebook kind of like experience and maybe don't know beer 100 percent that they um you know like all of us at this table but i think that's important to educate those people and give them a voice because everyone should have that equal ability to kind of share what they think is happening. Of course, we don't want um, this to be a situation that's happened in the past where, you know, there's a, an incident by a brewery and everyone starts flaming on them on untapped because that has happened. We want to avoid those scenarios, right. but we do want to educate and get people excited about different, trying different things. That's really what it's all about for us. And sometimes that skews ratings a little bit, but I think overall, you know, if, if a beer is good, it's going to be rated high. And that's kind of how we look at it from that perspective what about from somebody who works in a brewery (laughs) you know what the whole the whole rating side of it you know checking in a beer is i think one kind of beast and then you bring the rating into it and it it adds this whole other kind of aspect to it yeah i mean i I go out there pretty regularly and and kind of creep on what people are saying about my beers (laughs) because number one it's a huge quality feedback uh measure for us so we can go out there and see and if i see somebody give it a one star i'll ask i say is did you just not like the beer? Or this, you know, is it not your, to your preference? Or was there something wrong with it? Do I need to get somebody out there and check that keg line? Or was there a packaging issue or something along those lines? So that's really valuable to have that kind of feedback. It's just a little frustrating. Somebody just says one star and leaves no yeah. response. <laughs> or it's one star, I hate IPAs. I'm like, why did you order yeah. an IPA in the first <laughs> yeah. place? But, that's something we're okay. definitely working on and trying to figure out. I mean, again, when we started this eight years ago, these are the problems I did not even no. think that would ever happen. They need to happen, right? I think that's the kind of thing that you, over time, figure out the best way to deal with it. But the way that you said that is exactly what we like our breweries to do when they see those little ratings, is that we like you to look at them and respond professionally. We mm-hmm. don't need you to jump <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> you make a lot of good no. beer. Uh, you, know, you should focus on the positives that you have. Um, but it's important from a quality control perspective. I'll, I'll never forget a story from a local brewery in New York um, that I know that used the, the um, that sent a keg to a, uh, a small little sh- uh, couple you know, bottle shops. And a couple weeks go by, and there's been no check-ins on untapped and nothing. So he looks at where that beer is being served, and it's not even there. So he calls them up and says, I sent you a keg a week ago. Like, why aren't you putting it on? Oh, we forgot or something like that. So it helped them in a different yeah, way right. than not just the ratings, but being able to see it in real time without sending a rep there. But maybe they don't even have someone that can do that. So it has some value on just not the rating level, but the distribution and where it's actually being checked in. No, I mean, well, then, that, I'm going to say, like, I've seen that before. I'll see a beer, and I'm like... We, we stopped producing it like yeah. eight months ago. That's out of code already. <laughs> oh, did did th- that really happens. just get tapped? Because really, I need to find out and get it out of there. Yeah, I mean, a lot so. of times, too, uh, bars and restaurants don't properly list the mm-hmm. name of the beer oh, correctly yeah. on their menus. And that leads to people thinking it's the wrong beer. That's why we have our business platform. Mm-hmm. A little plug there. But, I mean, it, it, the point is that it's all 
there, I, you know what I mean? So that's, that's our goal. I've, I've definitely run into that before where I'll go and try to check in the, what I consider more the old-fashioned way where you physically go in and search for it <laughs> yeah. instead of just going to the, the, the business page and just pulling up their tap list and clicking on the one that's in there. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, there are a lot of instances where it is. Yes. It's really hard to just to find it searching for it versus just pulling up that list and oh, there it is, it's on tap, and you just click on it. And, and we were talking you know, about this the right one. earlier about, uh, you know, breweries using the same beers names mm-hmm. for a bunch of other things and not looking to see if that beer is right. very similar and you know unlike a Yelp or a Foursquare where every location has a specific address beers distributed all over the place so we could not you know use location to, to right. narrow down your results because that would make it an improper search so you know that leads to other problems too that you know if a very similar named beer is available out there and people start searching for it then they're going to select that one incorrectly and yeah We've, we've seen it all. There's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, and the, the the thoughts of the things that you could do with a platform like this. The, the data mm-hmm. gets me really excited. Yeah. You know, thinking about, especially from a brewery perspective, being able to see where people are checking something in is, is obviously the easy side. Where people are checking in, maybe higher than another. If there's an issue with the tap line, that kind of things. To be able to see that in an instant is like it. It's opening all kinds of other doors for, especially with a brewery the size of Mad Tree, where. Yeah you don't always have that control over the beer when it leaves here. It's going yep. to a distributor and you don't necessarily know where it's being tapped and how it's being tapped and you know that kind of stuff. There's, there's so many variables that can get thrown into it and to be able to have that, um, I guess, that eye in the sky where you can kind of watch everything and yeah. see what's happening with drinkers. It's a super valuable tool for us and something we use frequently to just to monitor overall beer distribution, quality, feedback, and, and we, we, we listen so you may not always see us there. I, I mean, sometimes you you might get a random toast from us because we'll be scrolling <laughs> through and see it. But, but uh, we're probably watching and looking and listening and just making sure everything's kosher. So Yeah, and that, that's kind of the purpose. Like, we give you an opportunity to see it in real time what's happening with your products. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very difficult to do without something along those lines. So, Absolutely. you know, with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as I always say. Uh, but I think that's that's kind of the purposes of what we're trying to do. And the data side has been something that I've been passionate about for a very long time since we first started. Um, and I think all, all like all questions will be able to be sourced from some of the data that we have. Uh, ultimately, it's how we present it and how we enable everyone to be able to use it um, in, a, in a very uh, efficient way is, is, the, is the, the goal and the, the challenge. Um, you don't want it to be something that only the bigger brewers can use and now right. the smaller ones can mm-hmm. do it's valuable to everyone at any size just figuring out how we package that is something that we're thinking about um, in the future for sure it would be really fantastic if you could th- I'm sure you could come up with a way to figure to skew ratings based on a person's a person's previous rating so if somebody always rates IPAs really yeah. low and they come in and they rate an IPA low it doesn't necessarily bump that down for that, that be, and I'm sure some of yeah, that we, plays into we, it a we little thought bit about already. doing style-based ratings where we look at the user's history. Uh, I was just talking to, to somebody uh, before, and they said, well, here's my rating style. If it's a five, it's an okay beer. And I'm like, I don't really understand that <laughs> process. I'll take it. So, um, it's like a 4.75, I might have it again. Like, it's just, there you know, are no great and, beers. Yeah, so it's just like, I, I think, you know, everyone rates on a different scale. We've tried to standardize it with the five-star. We still get requests to this day to increase reset to 100 point scales do it to the 10th and you know our our stance on that is that you know we've done a lot of research in this and if you give people more options to rate they tend to get too confused or not know what a 4.1 versus a 4.2 is and don't rate anything and that affects the overall stuff so that's kind of where we are 
on that in case anyone has a question on what we're going to add to <laughs> 10 star rating. <laughs> um, is there any thought of expanding the platform a little bit to other beverages at all or things like, you know, yes, that is uh, something we brought up a lot. We're like, I want to check into this ultra rare whiskey that I yes. have. And that would be amazing to tell everyone I'm drinking, you know, an 18 year Pappy Van Winkle. Or- well, untapped has spoiled us. You know, you can, you can get on, you can get <laughs> on the app store and you can find, <laughs> similar types of apps that try to do it with 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 wine or whiskey or things like that and they just fall short on a lot of different things that untapped has nailed yeah is that so you know we we, in 2015 we merged with uh, next glass which was that i talked about earlier they were a wine and a beer app and we had thought about ways to integrate that Uh, right now um you know there's nothing on schedule for us to do that but we're not gonna just totally throw it out the window as a possibility i think what we were able to create with untapped is something that can be replicated to other uh, areas the biggest challenge is what's more important to that realm so for example uh vintages are, are semi-important in the beer world if it's that's a whole nother discussion that you know, <laughs> you know, a long time we've been talked about but uh, wine is very important it's required so, so finding where those mapping lies is very important too uh, we're not we don't have anything planned but I wouldn't rule anything else out that's like the politically correct answer to your question but so uh, going off of that a little bit what what beverages are Check-inable right now is it? So it's we, have just, a, we have a helpful documentation on this, but I'm serious. We, we we allow all types of beer. We allow mead as well and cider. Sake. Uh, we do not allow sake on. So I think I've seen sake on there. Yes. <laughs> so this is what happens. This is a very common thing that happens. Is that somebody will add it. Uh, they've been inebriated and they think it's funny. Uh, yeah. I've seen water by Brewery oh, yeah. Earth added to untapped. Nyquil. And yeah, Nyquil. <laughs> I've seen it all. I, honestly, everything I've seen. And uh. one person sees that and assumes that we support. So with the sake example, I can understand. With NyQuil, I really can't understand. <laughs> um, but I, I think, um, you know, we try to have, we have moderators around 90 of them all across the country. There are volunteers that go through and help uh, merge, edit, and delete beers that are in, invalid. Um, so we try to get on those pretty quickly so that we can stop that from actually happening. And I'm sure a lot of that has gotten a little, well, maybe not the, the strange beers like that, but the, the vintages and things like that yeah. with, with the business side it's of a, it. It's a very common, a very hard problem. We, we didn't really plan very well when we first built it for vintages because we didn't, I didn't really think they would be really relevant and and now that was eight years ago and now it's really important our unofficial policy or official policy but we don't police it so i don't know what that means so um is if the year of the vintage is listed on the label as part of the artwork for example uh, ruination from stone has a 2017 2018 as part of the logo it's allowed to be entered as a vintage beer on the site However, however, there are many restrictions to this rule, but I will say it's a brewery's, brewery's ultimate final decision. If they want a beer to be vintages, they can go in there and leave it. If they want to merge it, it's their decision. So that they, we leave it up to them because they know it better than anyone else. We don't allow our moderators to do it because everyone's very um, passionate about their own breweries and think that that's what it's <laughs> supposed to be. So to take the bias out of it, we let the breweries decide what they want to do. With do you vintage. have any idea how many arguments center around this vintage thing oh, yeah. sitting at a bar? <laughs> oh, I, I'm telling you 100%. I, oh. I deal with it on a regular basis. We have a Slack channel for our moderators to run tap. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't you're tell you you're one times. of the few people that can actually just say, well, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be done. And, like, that's the end of the argument. Like, it would be kind of nice. Like the, like the, the veto power. Like that. But that, that's kind of what we recommend is that we want people to check it in if the brewery intends it to be a vintage. Now, if you sell her a beer, that's not a, a vintage from the brewery. That's your own personal kind of recommendation. So if you take a beer that you put it in the cellar for two years and that's really what it is, you can use a comment 
reasons for it, but it's no different than the beer that they produce, really. So, you know, I'm going to anger a lot of people probably by that, these comments, but that's what we recommend. However, you will never see them merge except if the brewery decides to do so. That's how we run it from our side, so that we take our unbiased out of it. Well, I, I get, like, the... The two sides of some of like obviously in my mind there is no such thing as a 2018 Galaxy High. It's Galaxy High. Uh, you, there's you, there's you, vintages you, out there already. So. There there should not be vintages. I, I <laughs> However, with I go on access, tap the merger mall. I know, access so, money. So I can piss off half of our customers and merge them all. <laughs> access, <laughs> access money does not have a year on the label, does it? Uh, no, we do. We do have it's a okay. package. Okay. We have a package date. It's not a. That a, doesn't count. Oh, that, that <laughs> never mind. Count. So, never mind. But, but to me, that one definitely does have a vintage it's definitely one that you can stash away and so here's a, a common thing and i always go back to this example oberon right from bells mm-hmm. it's released every right. year and it's marketed as a new release but it's the same beer they're not putting 2017 2018 on their website and saying hey if you had oberon last year it's going to be different this year of course it's going to be different because that's just the way the ingredients happen over time but it's a marketable difference is that you're actually telling a customer that this is actually a 2018 release of this beer that's where we rely on the breweries to help us kind of pay that way and we have some like standing agreements with breweries say like if something gets created, we are allowed to merge it with some of the bigger breweries because they don't have a time to manage it. But for the most part, we just kind of lean on the breweries. If if they if you want to leave 2018 on those beers, that's perfectly fine with us. Uh, we don't for care. God's sake merge all the galaxy. <laughs> I don't have the time for that. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest of 
out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my butt like, you don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Let's drift from the untapped stuff into kind of what's going on locally. I don't know. I, I, I saw what beers you've checked in overall from Cincinnati. I do. We call it research. Um, like you do it. not have a large untapped library of Cincinnati beers. I do not. Um, you're working on it today, obviously. This is my first time in Cincinnati. I've never been here before. So this well, is why I don't have a lot of large. Well, welcome. <laughs> Um, what have you had so far today or previously? What have you heard about? What What is kind of in the the beer circle, um, the word about Cincinnati? Well, I think it's very clear with the Seven Cities tour that, you know, when we first uh, kind of pre-picked the, the seven that we thought internally were in for budgeting and all that fun stuff, I'm going to be honest, Cincinnati was not on that <laughs> list. And, 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 and it's not a, a disrespect to it, but, you know, in terms of people in the Northeast, I don't think they, they think of Chicago, they think of, you know, uh, Grand Rapids. I don't think What they, about Charlotte? That, that was so, another one, too. Yeah. So the three that kind of came uh, as a surprise to me are Charlotte, Anaheim, and also this place, Cincinnati. And, of course, Anaheim is up there because of the week of the uh, logic, and that's helped them push their up there. But also Cincinnati had been on that list from day one. So not just that week that, that right. Anaheim did, which don't disrespect them. It's an amazing brewery, and they have all that stuff that's going on for them. But I think what I've seen from Cincinnati, just being here for literally probably about eight hours now, <laughs> uh, is um, – there's an absurd amount of breweries in this area that are very close together. And this, I've never been to Madtree before. This is a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and not to say that because we're here today. But, uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think what it, what it shows is that um, the industry is really, uh, people are starting to flock toward the local breweries a lot more year over year. Even though you hear these comments, like, oh, a lot of breweries are closing and stuff like that. I call it the Etsy effect. They want to have that kind of experience with a local person that handmakes the product. And that's what people want. They don't want cookie cutter out of a tap that they can't experience where it's made, how it's made. It's very important. Um, so I, I see a really big boom now for Cincinnati over the last, just looking at the data from the March area and seeing how many breweries and people are checking in. Um, it, it's amazing. And, you know, I love going to new places to try beer because it's literally like I can pick any one of these I never had them before. <laughs> right. It's automatically a unique beer fit. And that's really cool for me to, to, to see. For, for like, so we, we get rhinos in actually in, in Massachusetts. We do not get it in New York, which is really upsetting to me. But New York is very It's only laws. a matter of time. I know, I know. New York is, is very strict laws on everything so we're not here to talk about that uh, uh, but uh, you know I, I think it's really cool uh, Midwest has a really uh, good reputation for beer and I don't think Cincinnati gets gets put in that sentence a lot and I think it's very clear from this contest that we just did that it's definitely up and coming and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and it should be included in that conversation for sure well you know talking about the you know as you call it the Etsy effect where you want to talk yeah. to somebody that makes your beer it's it's interesting kind of watching not necessarily the flip side of that, but we've got, you know, Sam Adams downtown putting out a whole bunch 
a beer mm-hmm. and to watch the excitement that's building over they made an announcement that they're opening a tap room here mm-hmm. and to watch the excitement of people be like finally you know we can we can we can go to this place that is making beer here and have that other experience it's a little different than just going to the store and buying the same sam adams yeah. that everybody else is buying like it it, it pulls you in closer to that brand it, and to that place it, it makes it more uh you know friendly and uh personable i and i don't think it, it matters uh who that brewery is it just it just feels i mean people flock to places like this because they want to be part of the community they want it, to it's, it's not like you know i have a 15 month old i think about 10 years ago if i brought 15 month old into a bar i'd be shunned people <laughs> would say this is crazy what are you doing and get out of here at a brewery, I think the same thing would be affecting. There's tons of kids out there on the patio today. I think this the whole notion of what a brewery is has changed. It's not just a place to get to drink beer, and it, it, it's a family thing now. Right. It's, it's, it's very, very different. And that's why I think a lot of the, the even the Sam Adams example that you mentioned is so relevant because it's not necessarily about the beer, it's about the place, it's about the experience, and that's what really drives those kind of discussions. So I was saying earlier, I think the biggest thing that a brewery could do is like have a tap room and a, a restaurant or a food or something that you can bring people in to create this kind of unique experience and community together. And that's what really makes beer go around, in the mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Beer builds community, community builds beer. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's our tagline. How, how do you guys, and I'm talking about Mad Tree, how do you kind of deal with that idea when you start spreading a little bit? I mean, that's clearly part of the goal of Mad Tree 2.0 is being able to spread out a little bit and get your beer to some of those places you couldn't before. You guys are in Tennessee now. Yep. Uh, you know, how do you build community and let community build the beer when it's not in your backyard and it's not people walking in here and seeing the tanks? So, so I think it, it's about staying true to our roots. So we start out your with... Your roots. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you let him with that question. Wow. Branding oh on point. <laughs> But it's it, so whenever we do open a new market, we connect. So as you know, we have four core charities that we support here as a brewery as a whole that are local to us. We have a charity of the month that we support every month through the toss a buck, uh, as well as any number of initiatives we deal with throughout the year where we try to support nonprofits, especially smaller ones that need a little bit of maybe it's use the funding and need some recognition and things. So when we go to new markets, we partner ourselves with other nonprofits that are relevant to that area, that are local to there, to where we can have a meaningful impact. And we build those relationships in those new cities and those new, new areas so that we can spread and kind of replicate what we're doing here and do it elsewhere. Because we're not just coming here to, to sell beer, and we're not just going to put beer on a shelf and expect it to go. We want to be a part of that community just as we are here. It's important to us. It's part of our values. It's who we are. So we're, that's that's kind of our, our approach as we go to different markets. So we align ourselves with other uh, nonprofits and charities and uh, organizations that are important to those communities. How do you, and, and this is probably a, a bigger question than is an easy answer, the, you know, how do you maintain that kind of focus on that, that core of how it started when you come into a place like this mm-hmm. and there's so many moving parts and it's... Yeah, I mean, it's certainly challenging. We have a lot of things going on in a lot of different areas. But again, it's not losing sight of kind of where we started and what our core values are. And so we continue to do that. It just means that we have to be a little bit maybe more proactive, a little bit more conscious about our programming and making sure that we're not forgetting about these core charities. We're still finding ways to bring them back into the fold and that we're still connected with them, that there's a valuable partnership for them as well as us. And uh so, yeah, it's something we think about all the time and something we continue to work on. And uh, I think we pull it off pretty well. And, and so it's just something we, we, we have to continue to, to work on. So it's not, we're not complacent. Right. And, when, you know, anybody who pays attention when there's a new beer tapped, it's always coupled mm-hmm. up with some kind of charity Absolutely. also. And there's something that's happening in the tap room that's tied into that charity. Mm-hmm. 
oftentimes it's very well themed to whatever that beer is right. like it's <laughs> it's all it's all very very well done and I, it still feels genuine it still feels real i think sometimes there can be breweries that know that the charity component of being a craft brewery is, is important and so they kind of just throw something in there every once in a while and it doesn't feel real yep and, and, I, and I think we we try very hard to make sure that it comes across as authentic and genuine because that's why we do it we don't just do it for for fun or for a marketing aspect we do it because we actually care about who is this nonprofit, what are they about what's their mission how does that align with us and our goals and what we're doing and making sure that there is a meaningful connection there versus just using it as a marketing vehicle where do you guys go from here? Because you guys are finally, it seems like, falling into a nice stride of um, things running here. I know that when, when 2.0 opened up, I think you guys got hit a little harder than you yeah. anticipated. And there was a lot of catching up and, yep. and, and running. And yep. it feels like you've kind of settled in now. And Yeah, we, we've kind of caught our breath a little bit here and uh so now we can really start to focus so we've got our pilot system installed here so we've really got production our last batch will be brewed uh on the 20th kenny and brady are being forced to go brew a beer <laughs> they've only got five phone friends to figure out their recipe and to make this beer actually happen oh. they've already burned one uh, and, <laughs> and the recipe is not completely final yet so we'll see how this all plays out but uh, so we've got everything moved over here. So we're really kind of got our feet under us. We're getting in a good rhythm. So now we can finally step back and say, okay, let's let's get back to what we've always liked doing and kind of what what's fun for us. And that's putting out more beers, keeping people excited. Uh, we got our collaboration coming up with Fatheads. Uh, so that's in the tanks right now. We did Lupulin Effect. So we had made uh, General Sherman's Rye Pale Ale up there with them, and then it came down here. So we're gonna put Lupulin Effect in cans. Uh, when we were down in Nashville, we made friends with a brewery down there called Jackalope, and we made a beer together called Phone a Friend. Uh, so we're going to package that. That's going to be out in a couple weeks, just in time for the Crap Brewers Conference down there in Nashville. So, again, that's an example of kind of an organic relationship. We're just having something cool. Let's go make a beer. Let's do that. So now we have that flexibility to say, let's start doing fun stuff. Besides, you know, we've got the equipment in place. We can do our core beers. We can get our regular rotations and seasonals out there. Now let's have some fun. So. Uh, I'm sure you're going to ask me about it, but we have this, uh, we, we kind of leaked and teased this little thing called the Sensorium Series right. that's coming up uh, April 28th. That's going to be a taproom-only release, uh, and that's just kind of an example of probably what's what's to come, a little bit of a peak on the horizon to where we can start having more fun and get a little bit more experimental and put stuff in, in package, because not everybody can make it to the taproom, uh, and really try to get Matry out there and really kind of stretch our bounds and, and let our brewers be creative. I mean, that's really ultimately what it's about is letting them make great beers and have fun with it but the the sensorium series so that's only taproom or is it going to see a little bit of distro too that as of now will be only taproom and i'm about 98 percent certain that's how it's going to land it's going to be a quarterly release uh i'll, I'll let you in on some minor details so we're going to release some uh, 16 ounce cans of a an ipa as well as a kettle sour probably berliner vice uh, each time and there's a theme with each quarter release as to what the ingredients are and what the dominant flavor profiles and kind of what the what the senses are with it so oh, as I, you know Matry, if we're going to do anything <laughs> we're, we're going to think through it and we're right. going to do it uh, appropriately and cautiously we're not just going to randomly throw stuff out there we're not going to chase trends or hype we're going to do it we're going to do it thoughtfully and we're going to do it our way that's that sounds really fun so yep. In theory, the IPA could kind of play with the Berliner. Absolutely, That's there fun. there will be some uh, some shared characteristics. Right <laughs> I'm sure you could very easily set up some trade partners uh, here in Cincinnati <laughs> while you're here. Yes, we'll talk offline about that. One. <laughs> um, 
tap room wise, anything exciting going on here event wise coming up that people need to know about? Uh, we got Gears and Beers starting back up uh, May 6th. Uh, we'll be coming back. So that's kind of our car show cruise in that uh, we just kind of did for fun to see like what people show up. And it was really pro- pretty overwhelming to see how many automotive enthusiasts there are here who just want to come and they hang out in the brewery for the afternoon. And we've seen some amazing cars from Lambos and Ferraris on down to, wow. you know, uh, a beater that has, you know, <laughs> a, a 457, you know, nitro injected engine in it and stuff, you know. So it's just kind of fun to, to branch out and see different people. And, and again, it's kind of what we're all about here. It's creating community around beer. So being able to bring in different parts of the community to share something just over a beer, is, it's a lot of fun. So for anybody that is listening live, first off, I'm sorry that I can't answer any of your questions if you're asking questions because I can't see the screen. But um, if you are not all, if you if, if you are not already on your way down here, where the 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 party tonight starts at six, um, so you should probably get in your car right now. Come, but um, first hundred people are getting a limited edition or just the new. Uh, what are we calling this? So, so we have a new glass. <laughs> new glass. It'll be available after this, but uh, it's a brand new glass. So a nice little uh, stemless kind of snifter style uh, glass that we have. So the first 100 people who come up and buy one of our barrel-aged beers. So since Untapped was in the house, we had to go dig in the cellar and pull out some fancy beers. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, so, so we got Darkness, which is our barrel-aged stout. Uh, we got uh, Yield Battering Ram, our barrel-aged barley mm. wine. Uh, and then we got Sequoia's Gift and Boys in the Wood, which most people probably have not had Boys in the Wood yet. So that's one of the new funk releases so we've got that on tap tonight uh the first 100 pours of that will get to keep the glass uh, otherwise we have glasses that you can purchase if you just want to take one home but fantastic it's a reason to come down here and drink <laughs> so there's always there's a, how many taps are there right now 30 uh, we, got, we got 27 <laughs> unique beers on right so now there's 27 so, good so reasons never, to come down plus these here. four so if you never yeah. use untapped you can easily get your first yeah. <laughs> <minute badge. laughs> yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you should do that you could probably you get should. quite a few badges <laughs> get a, a few flights you Le- know. legally i can't do anything of that nature you um, may be able to. I, I suggest you get as many as you, you can <laughs> yeah. get those badges rack them up tonight there you the, go. the Seven Cities Tour is just winding up. If if anybody wants to buy a bunch of plane tickets and follow you around the country, you know, you, you were in Charlotte yesterday. Yes. You're here today. Yes. Tomorrow you'll be down in Tampa yeah, at Cigar, Cigar City. City. Mm-hmm. Oh. The 14th in Chicago at Goose Island. Yep. The 15th in Anaheim at Bottle Logic. The 16th in Portland at Great Notion. And the 17th, you are headed back to New York at the other half. That's correct. That's a hell of a week. Wow. <laughs> so I, I haven't, I did stop drinking beer a week ago so I could prepare myself for this <laughs> event. Um, you know, we wanted to create this rapid experience of uh, communities coming together and having these events. And I, I couldn't tell myself to give myself a travel day. I feel like if it's seven days, it should be seven days in seven cities. So that's kind of how we, we've done uh, this tour. So we're, I'm super excited. This is day two. Uh, it's also a marathon, not a sprint. So <laughs> if you come down tonight, you don't see me knocking all these beers back. Just understand there's five more of these I got to do for the rest of this week. So uh, hopefully you come down. There's also a badge for tonight to be earned. So if you check in a beer after six o'clock, uh, here you'll learn an exclusive seven city tour, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio badge. So it'll be I nice. just I just heard a bunch of cars start as people <laughs> yeah, rush yeah. down here to get their badge. So if you check in here, we're also giving away these shirts, which you probably can't see, but they're the seven city tour shirts. Uh, you also will be checking in tonight at the brewery. It will pop up on your screen if you've won. Um, we're giving away twenty of those as well, and we have some koozies, some some keychains, some untapped stickers. So there's a lot of opportunity to get some swag for sure. Um, so. 
that's also what's going on tonight. So if if you are not coming here, come here. Or if you are listening in some other city randomly, I don't know how many listeners we get out of other, other cities. <laughs> there's but, a few. There's um, a few. <laughs> um, go to whatever that closest city that the tour is stopping yeah. in. Um, thank you very much for being on the show. We're going to let you go since uh, we are just right at that limit of when we need to move so that people can start piling in here. Yeah, and, they're, uh, they're beating at the doors <laughs> almost right now. And I've got to get in line. <laughs> yeah, so I need to get in line too because I need to get that glass. Yes. <laughs> very nice looking glass. Um, thank you very much. Greg for for coming on the show Um, Mike thank you very much and congratulations for winning this um, I, you know, it wasn't me. It was all the, all the fans out there. Um, yeah. it, it still blows my mind, not only that Cincinnati kind of stayed right in the, that, that chase the whole time, but that we pulled it out. You know, it was a lot yeah, of drinking. It, it Halfway, got close. It got I, close. I feel yes, a little guilty because I think close. the week before the end of the competition, I went to Charlotte to visit family. Oh, <laughs> and I, the whole time like I would sit the there team. and I'm staring at my phone. I'm like, I just need to check it in, but I can't check it in. <laughs> so, Charlotte, you're welcome for the help. And... Uh, <laughs> We will definitely be back next week. Um, I do not know the topic of the show right now, but that's kind of the way it works. We um, we, we like to keep things exciting. But tune in next week. Um, thank you to our sponsor. I'll probably edit a commercial in at some point to uh, Cincy Brewbus. You know, thank you for for making this show happen every week. And I don't know. Follow everybody on social media. Woo. Chris. Yes. Quick plug for your show. You didn't ask very many questions, so now I feel bad. Uh, yeah, we do an entire untapped segment, but uh, yeah, uh, have a drink. <laughs> then yeah. just come and talk about beer. Have a drink show.com or have a drink just on, on just, yeah, whatever. Just have a drink show on anything. Thing. That's where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and follow untapped on social media. Download untapped if you haven't. And come drink beer at Matry. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you.